Welcome back, everybody, to another Eats Beat podcast, the most delicious podcast in North Texas. On the road again today at Ben's Triple B, I'm Bud Kennedy. And Steve Wilson. We're at Ben's Triple B for a special reason, because like Ben's Triple B, Ben is like the big B now. He's you know the winner of the uh, the Food Network show. And uh, yeah, know, chopped, my, yeah, chopped, yeah, chopped, chopped, chopped. The winner of the Food Network show chopped like a head-to-head contest, and you cook the best red use dish using red, white, and blue. Ben, I mean, start out with for those who didn't see it. Tell us all about it. Well, uh, it was it was a fun experience. I went up to New York um, to do the filming, uh, and when we got there, they kind of gave us an idea what the theme was going to be, and they told us it was you know culinary fireworks. And um, when we got to that first basket and opened up the installed ingredients and I had um, red, white, and blue deviled eggs. You know, just like, oh, this is this is the <laughs> twist. And now the culinary fireworks makes sense. And so you knew it was going to be a patriotic theme. Everything was going to be the red, white, and blue. Um, so that first basket, I had, you know, red, white, and blue deviled eggs. I had a uh, seafood corn dog. I had a uh, watermelon filled with tequila. And um, I'm trying to think what else there was. I remember what the fourth ingredient was. Um, I can't remember off the top of my head. Um, but you know. you, you've forgotten because it's been a while, and that's something we need to point out is that all this didn't just happen last week. It did not. It happened a year and a half ago. So, <laughs> And you couldn't tell us about it this whole time? No, I had, I had to keep it a secret. And uh, for myself, who likes to talk about things and tell everybody about what's going on in my life, and have and I have a hard time keeping a secret. Um, it was a real struggle for me. <laughs> and that's the way the, the reality shows work. They tape all the contest, and then they go back and edit it and put it all together. And you said that there was an hour show, but it took how long, actually, uh, the, the, the head-to-head? It was 15 hours of filming and recording. So, wow. um, you know, we would do, you know, obviously you, you see us doing the walks down the hallways. Well, that takes time. And then we would... Um, we had an intro, you know, they had to go over the rules and stuff, show us the kitchen. Uh, but then when we do one round, they would always send us back, you know, to a common room. And they would film what, we're, you know, what we're talking. Then we do the judge's critique. But then after somebody got chopped, then we'd take, go back to one-on-one interviews with the producers. And, you know, it's almost an hour-long interview of what happened in that round, you know. Like, so the, uh, but the still, the cooking part still... Just 30 minutes, right? 20 minutes. 20 minutes. So 20 minutes. Uh, okay. when that appetizer around and you open the basket, you see the ingredients, you pull them out. As soon as you set them there, you like, go. Uh-huh. So, I mean, you don't you don't have any time to figure out what's going on. You just have to react. Mm-hmm. So, and you were not the only Fort Worth chef on the show. I think that's incredible. Yeah. I was not. It was uh, when I showed up uh, in the morning, uh, the first person I saw was Kaylin Jane uh, Morgenstern, who used, uh, was a chef at Tillman's uh, here in Fort Worth. And so when I saw her, I was like, oh, this is an all Fort Worth showdown. This is going to be awesome. <laughs> uh, but then the other two contestants showed up. One was from New Jersey and the other one was from uh, Philadelphia, I believe. And then was, so then I thought it was really ironic that, you know, they actually put two chefs from the same city um, against each other. And, and she uh, made it to the semifinal. She made it past the first round. Yeah. So, uh, she, you know, she, yeah, she made it to the semifinal, um, but, you know, she did not make it to the dessert round. Now, we're, we're talking about the, the actual dessert that you won with was a s'mores, what was it? It was more of a, I, I call it a sundae. I know Jeffrey Zacharias uh, disagreed with me and told me it wasn't a sundae. Oh, yeah, he, he was very adamant about that. Um, but you know, I grew up with Dairy Queen and putting a brownie and ice cream and chocolate sauce and fruit on top of it makes it a sundae. So um, at a, one of the ingredients was a ketchup cake with mustard icing. And 
as soon as we started, I tasted the cake. And just to give you an idea, it's it tastes like a carrot cake. Wait a minute. Ketchup cake with mustard icing. Yes. I, I mean, this is, all right, you're already going way too fast for me. How do we get from that to an ice cream sundae? Well, so the ingredients in this basket, when I opened it up for dessert round, were graham crackers, red, white, and blue uh, chocolate candies, um, fresh raspberries, and uh, a ketchup cake with mustard icing. And that was that was the big twist, you know, oh my God, what, what the heck do I do with this thing? Um, so as soon as the clock started, I immediately took my knife, cut a piece of the cake out to taste it, to see what I was working with. And surprisingly, it it's actually pretty good. I mean, it you taste the ketchup in it, but it is it tastes like a, a carrot cake. Yeah. With ketchup flavoring, you know, so it's, it's still that vegetable flavor. Um, it's a tomato cake. It's a tomato cake, and um, I guess you know it was definitely bright red and yellow and. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, kind of missed the red, white, and blue theme with that yellow uh, frosting that it had. Well, it was about the, the grilling and stuff that you right. do. So, mm-hmm. um, but we had the red, white, and blue chocolate-covered candies or M&Ms, you know, um, that we had to work with. Right. So, that's what you made your fudge with, right? That's what I made my fudge sauce right. with. Mm-hmm. Steve, what was the best part of the episode? What was the big dramatic moment? Well, I, I, I liked when they pulled out those big steaks. <laughs> 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 but then I thought, I actually cook some uh, steaks around that size, some tomahawks uh, for 4th of July. And it took me, I'd say uh, about 45 minutes to cook them and then another 10, 15 minutes to let rest. Yep. And I was going, how are you going to cook those in however? 30 minutes, 30 minutes, 30 minutes. Yeah, it just was like, wow. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Mr. Big Food Network star. Now talk about what we're doing here. We're in Ben's Triple B's, which you don't even talk about on the show because it didn't even exist when you taped the show. It didn't. Um, it, was, it was just an idea in my head at the time when I did the show. Um, it was, you know, something I was envisioning, uh, trying to make happen, and I didn't have a location uh, locked down yet. Um, but I found a, a great spot um, over here in East Fort Worth on uh, Rosedale Cross Street from Texas Wesleyan University. And the Wesleyan Crossroads, is that what this is? Wesleyan Renaissance. It's the, the Renaissance Project. Yeah. Um, the Rosedale Renaissance Project. And the university has done a lot of work to bring back the neighborhood, um, you know, update the area, and preserve the buildings and structures around here. The the city has come in and redone the roads. Uh, Texas, you know, updated the roads. So Rosedale's, you know, you won't lose the hubcap driving down it anymore. It's nice. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah. And so um, I, I talked to Texas Wesleyan about, you know, what, what they were looking for. And when I was looking for my spot for this restaurant, I mean, I looked at, you know, Ray Street. I looked at some places over on Riverside and, you know, going west and Fort Worth. And then one day leaving Fixture, I decided to just drive east on Rosedale because I've never been down there. And I was just blown away by what what was happening. And I was wondering why nobody else was here. And there's a car wash across the street. And I just sat in there for a couple hours one day and just watching the amount of traffic and the amount of people going through here and then the students at the university. And I'm like, why is there nothing here? And so that's when I... Hasn't been anything really here since the last Mama's Pizza left. So yeah, it's you know, there's been a subway, and that's sub- about yeah, it. Yes, the subway. I, this I, is I, where Mama started, like mm-hmm. right a couple of doors down here. But there's right. a subway, and I don't think there's been another major restaurant here on Rosedale since then. Yeah, there hasn't. And um, so I, I started talking to the university, and um, I knew they had these UDAG funds that they got from uh, the city, got to give to Texas Wesleyan, who got it from the state, and. And I was like, well, that sounds like a good deal. They're giving them money to develop the area. I'm going to see if I can get a piece of that pie. And mm-hmm. 
come over here. And a piece of the pie or more like a piece of the buttermilk biscuit. Because, yes. I mean, that's really, this is not about UDAG funds. This is about buttermilk biscuits. So <laughs> talk about that biscuit. Where'd that biscuit come from? Um, well, I was, I love to travel. And when I travel, it's always about food. And, you know, you're not going to believe me to tell you this, but I was traveling the West Coast and went up to Portland, Oregon. And I had a friend that lived there. He's like, dude, you got to eat this place called Pine State Biscuits. And I'm like, okay, cool. I'm, you know, I'm a foodie. Let's go eat. And eat. we went and ate there. And the whole restaurant changed my opinion of what a biscuit can be. You know, I've never seen one of that size, that texture, the flavor. Like, you can eat it by itself. You can put it with toppings. And I was like, Fort Worth needs something like this. And it's, you know, it took me a while to muster up the... The, the energy and the uh, confidence to sit there and make, you know. Work go. on biscuit sandwiches and biscuit recipes? Yeah, you know, because I figure it's, it's a high risk in Fort Worth because there isn't anybody doing just the biscuits. Right. You know, it's coming around. There's other people doing it now. Right. But at the time I went to Portland, you know, it was it was too big of a risk, I felt. And so I started, you know, it's like, well, let's play with it at Fixture. And so I started working on the biscuit recipe at Fixture. And it took me, I'd say, roughly two years to get the biscuit where it is now. Um, you can you can get a, a cheap gas station biscuit at QT, and it's a pretty good biscuit. But yeah. you can't get everything on it and get out the, the flavor and get the consistency yeah. and get the texture that you can here. Now, you use the biscuit as kind of the, uh, as kind of the canvas to paint on. I mean, you, you put uh, chicken fried steak, chili, and queso on it, but then oh, you yeah. also put cherries and whipped cream on it and cherry, call it cherry pie too so really the if the biscuit is your is the uh, launching pad for a lot of different ideas it is um it's it's you know it's the canvas for a lot of my creativity and um you know it, and it started with you know a great canvas you know the the biscuit we use greek yogurt in it we uh, import our um, our flour from the carolina so we use uh, um, white lily uh, which is a southern Excellent. Uh, wheat flour and so it just gives it a much lighter texture um, there's a lot of butter in our biscuits, uh, mm-hmm. mixed in and also painted on top when it goes to cook. Um, and you know, and then of course the buttermilk. So, um, you know, they're, they're, the biscuits themselves are substantial and they're a great canvas for, you know, the sweet chick, which is a maple glazed chicken breast with maple butter and bacon, or, you know, the, the most, buffalo chicken, the is buffalo, the buffalo chicken blue cheese. Yeah. yeah. But, um, you yeah. know, it, and then what are the other uh, what are the other big ones that people order? What are the other um, we have the uh, the steak and egg, which is chicken fried steak with eggs and gravy mm-hmm. on it. Um, and the one I had that the picture is on DFW.com of the chicken fried steak with chili and queso, which um, which you know just you know just looking at it made me just go you know wow. And the whole idea of uh, I, I'm not even somebody who ever likes chicken fried steak with queso, but with chili on a biscuit, it was a great sandwich. Yeah. So. And yeah, you and can then, uh, build your own too, right? Yes, you can yeah. build your own. So, if you, you know, I have... Make an egg, whatever you want. You know, I have my creations up there, but, you know, you can mix and match however you want. Um, we have a lot of people who um, will sit there and, you know, take the, the burgers. We offer burgers at Triple B also. And they're like, well, can I get a biscuit instead of a, a burger bun? And, you know, we make that happen for them. And, um, you know, we're, we're flexible here. We want to give the neighborhood and the customers what they want. Uh, but we also want to show them some things they've never, never tried before. And it's a triple B, so it's biscuits, burgers, and brews. Is yes. that right? So I, we have I, a, I, biscuits, burgers, and Ben. I thought no, biscuits, <laughs> burgers, and brews. Okay, uh, it's brews. So you know we have a, a great selection of craft beer, uh, all local here. Then um, we also have the domestics and stuff. Um, Where do people park? This is at Rosedale and Wesleyan. You have parking. 
just to the west along Rosedale? Then do you have other parking? Yeah, so I have a, we have street parking in front. Um, we have a parking lot to the west of the shopping center uh, that we're in. And then there's also a parking lot directly behind me on the south side of Rosedale um, that, you know, to give you ample parking. Um, there's definitely way more parking here than I have at Fixture, which is a great thing. Yeah, this yeah. is actually a pretty good time to come because school's not in session right now. So it's less crowded. When school's in session, it's pretty busy over here. Right now it's pretty quiet, but there'd be a bunch of, you know, students drinking beer in here if school were still in session. Yeah, right. I parked in the back parking lot. It's pretty big. Yeah. yeah. Now, talk about Fixture because you, you did... Uh, you, you did get to talk about Fixture, and I couldn't believe Fixture has been around six years, I think. Four and a half. Four, so four and a half, five we're not, we're years. We're in our so fifth year beginning, right now. Yeah, beginning your sixth, coming up on your sixth, yeah. and you'll have a new menu. And, uh, you know, man, I mean, you're all about the, the chicken and rosemary waffle, and tur and everybody's all about the chicken and waffle at Fixture, yeah. but talk about it. Yeah, so, um, you know, being where we're at, you know, in our life over there on Magnolia, it I feel that it's time for a, a big menu change. Um because I always do one, you know, twice a year, and it's change one item here, one item there. But um, it's time to, you know, bring some new life into the menu. And so I started by just working on new dishes in my head. And so, you know, we're going to do uh, a grilled chicken uh, dish. We're adding, we're adding grilled chicken to the menu because that's one of the biggest requests that we've had since I've opened. And I have never had any type of grilled chicken. So we're bringing it onto the menu. Um, I'm going to serve it with a... Uh, like a pipion uh, style sauce and rice and some uh, grilled vegetables. Um, we're adding filet to the menu. Um, and, you know, we'll be jazzed up. We'll do like a, you know, mushroom sour cream sauce with the filet. Um, and then, you know, we've got some other uh, apps that we're going to, you know, we're going to, you know, add pimento cheese to the menu, fried green tomatoes, uh, deviled eggs. Um, you know, the food. Uh, red and white and blue deviled eggs. They will not be red, white, and blue. <laughs> but it, it's you know, adding some food in there that, you know, always makes me happy when I'm eating. Um, and, you know, it's, that, it's the comfort food. And that's no. what I've always been about. I picked out, you had a lot of good things on the menu, but I picked up pretty early on the burger. You had a very good burger and it's made on, on a uh, kolache bun, I think. And then it yes. has some thin fries that are good too. So. Yes. So uh, our burger bun at both restaurants is made by Pearl Snap Kolache. Pearl Snap Kolache <laughs> bun. Yeah. yeah. So uh, when I first opened Fixture, um, I approached Wade over at uh, Pearl Snap Kolache's and asked if he could make this bun for me. They, it wasn't something they did, you know, but I was like, hey, you're making the dough. Can you, mm -hmm. you know, make me into a bun form? And um, he gave it a shot and it's worked great. And I mean, they sell burgers now over at their, their location because of it. And then Triple B opened up and his, I mean, his burger bun production is, is he's, he's enjoying it right mm -hmm. now. <laughs> and the custom bun's a big deal now. And finally, you can see the major bakers are starting to upgrade their buns, but buns had kind of the quality dropped off. We saw another big bun recall last year. We've had, we've had two big bun problems of, of you know bad yeast or you know bad stuff of the buns or yeah. whatever from the big bakers. And so small custom buns are real important. That makes a good burger. Well, I didn't mean to get off on that. You're going to have brunch too. At, uh, at I mean, you have brunch now at Fixture, but yes. you're going to have a new brunch menu with some new items too, right? Yes. So right now, currently, we serve brunch Saturday, Sunday, and Monday at Fixture, um, and. Our I didn't know that. Yeah, so we do a we do a Monday brunch for service industry folks, um, and it and it does really well for us. And uh, but you know during the time it's three dollar mimosas, three dollar Bloody Marys. Our brunch menu runs, um, so we're gonna update some of the dishes there. Um, one of the dishes I've been working on is a smothered biscuits at Fixture, but smothered in carne gasada, uh, which is a dish that I grew up um, spicy. It's spicy, but spicy I'm beef used to, I'm used to the, the South Texas style from Corpus Christi. And so it's it's brown instead of red, but it's still got the spice into it. 
And, you know, I figured the biscuit, it's a great canvas for it. It'll do well, um, you know, and, you know, because we already use Wagyu short rib on our menu, so we'll be taking our um, trimmings for that to make the carne gasada. And I think that, you know, it's more like a match made. You're making, me, you're making me think about it already. That yeah. sounds great. Now, Where, the, the aqua fresca is staying on the menu, right? Yes, the aqua fresca is staying. <laughs> um, and one thing we did, we just added a frozen drink machine at Fixture. Mm-hmm. So now we have frozen lemonades, uh, spiked lemonades, and they're delicious. And with the weather that we have going on right now, it's a perfect time to grab yeah. one of them. Normally you, when me and my wife come, we always get a craft of the aqua fresca. That's, that's really good. You said that that uh, you told me that in, that you hope that your success on the show would uh, you know spur more attention for Fort Worth and chefs here and restaurants in general. You have had so much success. You've won the local top chefs and a lot of the head-to-head contests, yeah. a lot of the cooking, and you know, you've managed to kind of you know move up a notch in the in the chef world. Uh, you, tell me, what do you think about the Fort Worth food market? What should people know about chefs here, foods here? You know, when people come from out of town, what do you tell them about Fort Worth as a food market? I mean, we have a great community of chefs here. And, you know, I, I started my culinary career, I started over in Dallas. I worked for Stephen Piles, and then I slowly worked my way west. And I really found my home here in Fort Worth. Um, the chef community is, it's a family. We all support each other. We all take care of each other. Um, we always want to help each other, you know, succeed. And we have some really creative chefs, um, you know, and there's every day is, you know, they're opening new places. And I really feel the cuisine of Fort Worth is is really coming alive. You know, the it's always been a meat and potatoes city. And, you know, you're not going to get away from the chicken fried steak and your steaks and your steakhouses. But the, the, the citizens are getting a little bit more adventurous. And you're starting to see some... Um, you know more choices in your your in the dining scene which i love you know because yes i have my go-to's my comfort foods i like to eat and stuff but when i have a night where i can go out to eat it's you know we do the roulette thing it's like all right what what genre of cuisine are we gonna go eat tonight and we spin the wheel and then whatever lands on you know we go to and fort worth is now having those options for us which is great you know like there's some great asian food some indian food and you know and then just even with the local uh chefs you know um, so, you know, Ellaby's has always done a great job, but then you have Jason Harper from Trio. He's he's looking at coming to Fort Worth and moving his shop here. And you know, Stefan's you know about to open Wishbone Flint, and you know that's there's just so much great talent coming to the city. Uh, you know, Steve, you were going to ask something a while ago about the. Uh, well, uh, let's see. Uh, we were talking earlier, and you were in the Navy, right? Yes, sir. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, and uh, basically, uh, you weren't actually a chef, but you worked with them. You said. I was the chef's best friend in the Navy. Um, so when I went to the Navy, uh, I, was, I was an electrician. I was stationed on a theater at Roosevelt. And my job as an electrician was to repair all the galley equipment and, and laundry equipment. So I had the two best things I could work on. I could get my laundry done anytime I want, and I could eat anytime I want. Those are cherished things you can get while you're in the military. And um, my time in there, um, you know, I got to see a lot of different things. And just so you know, on the aircraft carrier, we have 5,000 people on there from Admiral all the way down to the enlisted. And the Admiral and the Captain have their own uh, personal chefs. They have their own personal kitchen up there. Um, they eat very well. They you know, they have dignitaries that come onto the ship and their chefs always are preparing food. So that was my first introduction into creative cooking where they actually had some creativity to make some stuff. Um, but I'll tell you, the, the people who eat the best on the ship were the chiefs. Um, the chiefs pay, they, they supplement the the cost of their food so they 
they're the ones while we're underway they're eating steak and lobster and you know having you know good quality food um the officers they they eat just the same as the enlisted mm-hmm. so um the you know the people to become friends with were the the cooks and you know the the captain's uh chef she would sit there and make me breakfast all the times when her equipment went down but when it came to wanting dinner i'd always go take care of the the chief's mess and i always have that you know cook slide me a little bit of food so i ate very well when i was in the navy so this is kind of your introduction to fine dining was the navy it was okay it was. Yeah. <laughs> and then you grew up in irving yes sir i, I grew up in irving texas um where was, did you like eat, going out to eat in irving growing up um in joe's coffee shop or no, it was uh, no. Well, I did go to Joe's quite a bit. Uh, there was a Mexican restaurant called Me Rays. Me Rays, I love Me Rays. Uh, yeah, that was you know their their white sauce they have for their quesadillas is still you know uh, you know something I think about. Um, then we had um, Nemo's uh, Sub Shop uh, on Irving Boulevard. On Irving Boulevard, yeah. So you know there, uh, you know there wasn't too much in Irving, you know. Um, for inspiration, but they're definitely the stuff that we, you know. I mentioned Joe's Coffee Shop, and there's one in Keller and one in Mansfield, but the, it has that very important option you don't see in a lot of, you on the menu, they have their entrees of the day and then your choice of vegetables, but you can also have, has these wonderful words, pie as a vegetable. You can choose your pie, and for like a slight upgrade, the pie becomes your vegetable. So nowhere else do you have this miraculous, you know, <laughs> you change, and, and this transformation that you order a vegetable and it becomes pie. I yeah. think it's, you know, it's it's tremendous. So but you came from Irving, you wound up in Dallas and then here, and you were with Tim Love at the Woodshed. Yes, sir. And then uh, where where'd you been before the Woodshed? So I started my culinary career uh, over in Dallas, and I'm working for Stephen Piles. I went to Art Institute of Dallas, and when I was at the Art Institute of Dallas, they had a um, scholarship, Stephen Powell's scholarship contest with culinary students. And I didn't win it, but I took second place. And so I got a little bit of money, but I didn't get the big prize. You know, it would have been nice to get the $15,000 prize. But um, I got a job out of it. And Stephen offered me a job at his uh, namesake restaurant over on Ross Avenue. And so I started working with him immediately out of culinary school. And I learned so much from him. You know, there's a couple of news things we got to talk about before we, I don't mean to cut you off, but I, we, uh, this weekend, Saturday, if you're hearing this uh, before Saturday, it's the Parker County Peach Festival. Mm-hmm. You need to go, it opens at 8, you need to go at 8 or 9, just go before it gets too hot. It's a one day, one day festival, One right? day only, mm-hmm. uh, opens at 8 a.m., the peaches sell fast, uh, the, the sun comes up and it gets like steamy hot out there, it's all in the concrete around the courthouse, so go at 8, go at 9. Uh, get peaches, have some peach ice cream, peach julep, come back. And on your way back, you can stop and have lunch somewhere like uh, Parker County Brewing is new in the shops at Willow Park. It's a uh, uh, Neapolitan-style pizzeria. There's a Bistro 105.3. I've got the number wrong. In Alito. And uh, you know, so the uh, is a new restaurant from, from uh, Steve Mitchell. You know, a couple of good restaurants on the way back. So, Steve, did you have any thoughts for about Peach Fest? Uh, well, just that. Mall the, shop, peach ice yeah, cream. I met. The, the peaches, even I have some friends that have peach trees in their backyard, and that's just peaches are just falling off. They're huge. The I mean, peaches so. are great, and if you don't want to go to Ridgemar, mm-hmm. you can go to the Ridgemar. I mean, if you don't want to go to Weatherford, you can go to the mm-hmm. Ridgemar Farmer's Market and get the Hutton's peaches there. Mm-hmm. Then the other big item is that restaurant uh, reservations are now open for Restaurant Week, which comes up in August, second week of August, and you can book your tables now online at, at many of the local restaurants for a uh, $35, $45 dinner, $25 lunch special. It's a two-course, three-course, four-course special. 
depending on what you pick, and 20% of the money goes to Lena Popo. So reservations are now open at most uh, top restaurants for that. It's all a big charity fundraiser, a very kind gift to the Lena Pope home. So, uh, you know, book, res- back, book your reservations for Restaurant Week, and we'll be talking about that when Austin come, when August comes up. Steve, anything else on your mind? No, I think that's about it. Okay, well, I mean, gosh, we've been here for like 30 minutes, and they haven't brought us one of those big biscuits with cherries all over <laughs> it yet. They haven't brought out any food and forced it on us yet. Mm-hmm. We kind of tell them, you know, we, we want to do the show and not just be sitting here going, oh, go, 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 you know, but so, you know, at some point you need to come back and have a biscuit because yeah. they're really good. Well, until next time, I'm Bud Kennedy. And Steve Wilson.